We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com live post-game show slash podcast, depending on when you're watching or listening to this. The Lakers did fall to the Golden State Warriors. Wasn't close in the end, but the Lakers kept it close through most of the game. Taylor Horton Tucker drops 40. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, nowhere to be found. None of them played in this game, but could play. Tomorrow night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Be the last home game for the Lakers of the season. Actually didn't mind this game quite so much. For most of the game, the young guys were really scrapping, doing everything they could. The Warriors went on a run at the end of the third. I thought the lineup that Frank Vogel had on the floor was extremely questionable. But again, it, the wins and losses don't matter quite so much now. And it was actually kind of a fun game for the first two and a half quarters or so. Watching the young guys just really get after it. Austin Reeves was doing stuff. Taylor Horton Tucker was was playing well. You got glimpses of of success for a lot of these guys. So again, wasn't too upset with this game. Although part of that might be we've just accepted, hey, the season's over, and so we're not living and dying with every play quite like we were before. But welcome in from all of you coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from Twitter. Again, technically the Lakers' season as far as making the playoffs is over but they do still have games left. Two more after this one tonight, so appreciate all of you joining me. We'll talk about a lot. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of questions in the chat about the news that came out about the Lakers today, the Russell Westbrook trade possibilities with the Charlotte Hornets, the Rockets coming back up, things of that nature, coaching stuff, all of that. have a feeling we're going to get a lot of questions about that stuff, so we we will get into those things, but uh, first, let's start with this game. So, the Lakers, they do fall 128 to 112. Stanley Johnson, eight points, six boards, two assists, two steals. Not that impressive a stat of a stat line, but I actually thought he played fairly well. Two for seven from the field. That's not great. Dwight Howard, pretty good in this one. 16 and 12. The Warriors were having trouble keeping him off the glass. He had five offensive boards and he hit a three. Dwight Howard, stretch five. There, there it is. He's actually shooting a pretty high percentage from three. On the season, Malik Monk, 24 points, got the Kobe, seven boards, four assists, two blocks, including a really nice chase down block late in the game, eight of 17 shooting, three of nine from three. 
Austin Reeves, three boards, 12 points. Kind of quiet on the stat sheet, but I thought he played pretty well in this one. And then Taylor Horton Tucker, 15 of 28 shooting, eight of nine from the line, two threes, three assists, three boards, four steals, 40 points. Yeah, 40 points for Taylor Horton Tucker. New career high. Have a lot of people in the chat saying he's upping his trade value. Jumping over to the Warriors, 33 for Klay Thompson. He was tremendous, six of 10 shooting. Then you had 19 out of Jordan Poole. 17 for Andrew Wiggins. Oh, I believe his over-under was 17 and a half tonight. Ouch. That's a rough one if you hit the over on that. But the Warriors just executed better than the Lakers, particularly in the third quarter when the Lakers had a particularly small lineup out on the floor. All right, let's get into some of your questions and comments that are coming here in the chat. I'm seeing a lot of comments about Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, and what he's doing here. Is this just getting his trade value up or is this a sign of what potentially THT has in him? I thought we saw some shots that THT forced, but tis the season, right? I mean, that that's this time of year. If you're going to work on stuff, if you're going to try to uh, push things a little bit, if you're a young player, now's the time. Because if you if THT takes a bad shot and misses, what does it really hurt the Lakers at the end? That winning this game doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't really matter. So Taylor Horton Tucker, I felt like, it wasn't even just him. It was the whole team. Just they played with a little bit more freedom. It looked like they were playing a bit more loose and it actually helped. I thought it made the game more enjoyable to watch. And THT, he was, he was playing well. He was hitting some jumpers, doing what he could do out there on the offensive end of the floor. I thought there were some shots he took that were a little bit optimistic, but let's face it, with no LeBron, no Russ, no Anthony Davis, who else is going to score the ball? Malik Monk can, but other than that, Taylor Horton Tucker had to take on some of the scoring burden. And tonight, I mean, 40 points. Can't argue with that. This was a nice game for him. And maybe it does ultimately just increase his trade value. We know if the Lakers are going to try to do something major on the trade market or even, you know, semi-major, just kind of a, a better fit type trade to bring in, not necessarily a star, but just a guy they think fits better. Taylor Horton Tucker's salary is probably going to be, be needed in a deal. So this certainly doesn't hurt. I don't know if it ups his value a ton given the circumstances around this game, but it doesn't hurt when your guy goes out there and drops 40 points. Oh my gosh, Trevor, you're a hater. 40 points is not normal for a 21-year-old. Keep it real. All season long, I've been having people tell me I'm too I'm too soft on Taylor Horton Tucker. I'm just a THT fan that I don't criticize him enough. And now he drops 40 and I said it was a, it was a nice game and I'm not giving him enough credit. <laughs> I can't win there. Maddie James with a super chat says what frustrates me about this team is seeing these young guys really scrap and fight all game. And yet when any other of the big three are on the floor, that energy doesn't seem to be in our stars. I mean, that's, that's fair. That's fair. We saw energy. We saw fight in this one. Part of that, I think, is the veteran thing. Veterans tend to, you know, they have a harder time really focusing on winning a game in the middle of January or winning a game at the end of a lost season. They're going to have a harder time putting in the work. Dwight Howard certainly didn't tonight, but in general. Um, but still, I think that's fair, especially when we look back at some of the losses they had. The Blazers, the Thunder twice, uh, all these teams that they, the Rockets, the teams they should not have lost to that should have just been Easy wins. Thank you, NBA, for putting this on our schedule. We will take this win. Instead, the Lakers said, nah, no thanks. We're not going to put in the effort and energy to win tonight. Yeah, there were a lot of games where had they played with the kind of energy we saw tonight across the board, including the Stars, they've got a lot more wins right now. 
in a very different situation. Mook Morris, are we locking up Wenyan Gabriel with an, with an open roster spot? If the trade rumors are true, who would you like the Lakers to receive from the Hornets? Okay, so that's two different questions there. I appreciate the super chat there. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the roster spot they opened up. So the Lakers waived Trevor Ariza today. Made it official. It's done. It's happened. Frank Vogel, my, my immediate assumption was, okay, they're going to take Wenyan Gabriel. They're going to give him a two or three year deal. So they've got him next year and perhaps beyond. That's what they're going to do. Frank Vogel said they might look to the G League to add somebody. Could we be talking about like Mac McClung or someone like that? I don't know. We'll see. But that's what Vogel said. That's what he told us in his, his pregame presser was they're going to look to the G League. He did not say Wenyan Gabriel. Doesn't mean that's definitely the route they're going to go. But I thought it was interesting. I wasn't the only one to have this take that when it happened, the immediate assumption was Wenyan Gabriel must be getting that spot. Frank Vogel said, no, nah, not so fast. We might look into the G League. So that's something interesting right there. I would imagine it'll happen in the next 15, 16 hours, something like that hours so that they, whoever it is could potentially maybe get in tomorrow night against the thunder. So that's something, uh, as far as the second part of that, the Hornets trade. So let's talk about that for anybody who hasn't heard anybody who hasn't heard about this, the Hornets, uh, according to Mark Stein on his Substack, are potent potentially interested in trading for Russell Westbrook. This could be a team. Stein used the phrase. They're a team to watch on the Westbrook trade front. It makes some sense for the Hornets, given that they're going to have to pay Miles Bridges this summer. They're going to have to give Lonzo, sorry, LaMelo Ball uh, an extension. And that's and that's coming. So there's going to be some big expenditures from them. If they can take an expiring contract like Russ, $47 million, and clear some long-term salary, maybe that helps them. I still don't know that that's enough to take on Russ. Maybe the Lakers have to add stuff. But according to Stein, what the deal would look like if this goes down, and again, we're a ways away from this happening, but if this goes down, it would be one of, according to Stein, Gordon Hayward or Terry Rozier plus Kelly Oubre Jr. in exchange for Russell Westbrook. Now, obviously, again, plenty of time, plenty of time for that to change. Maybe there's some picks added in, draft compensation, whatever. Could be other players. Lots of different things can happen, but that's the framework that Mark Stein presented. So if I've got the choice there and I'm the Lakers, I think I'm leaning towards Gordon Hayward. Terry Rozier is two years or four years younger. He's 28. Hayward's 32. Hayward's got the injury history, but I think the Lakers need more size. They need more wings. And Hayward's contract only goes for two more years. Rozier's goes for four. Um, so if, if I'm the Lakers and I get to pick between the two, I'm probably going Hayward, but I wouldn't be opposed to Rozier either. I think you can make a really strong argument for either case. And I wouldn't fault the Lakers for if they have the choice even for going the other direction and going with Rozier, who's already proven he can play off ball. Just if I'm the Lakers, I'm looking for more size. Now, again, there's there's drawbacks, though, of course, to Gordon Hayward, particularly when we look at the injury history. Do you really want Gordon Hayward's injury history, Anthony Davis's injury history, LeBron James' in, in, injury history, all of that on one team? That's a lot. But that's probably the direction that I'm leaning. Maybe I should be putting more stock into the injury thing, but... I like that that uh, Hayward's contract only goes for two more years, and I think he's a good fit. Let's see what else we've got going on here in the Super Chat world. Mamba mentality. We want a package like what we sent. Starter, bench, and pick. Oh, for, for Russ? 
a starter, a bench player, and a pick. I, I don't think you're getting that. I think the Lakers probably overpaid. I was surprised that the Lakers were the team adding a pick in the in the Westbrook trade, and now everybody knows the Lakers want to move Russ. The Wizards could make a very solid argument that they were perfectly happy keeping Russ because things had gone well with him on their team. He, they made a push late in the season last year. So the Lakers don't have that kind of leverage to get that kind of return for Russ, especially when they're going to be seen as a desperate team. I don't think you're getting that. I, I would love to say that's not correct. I mean, if look, if they get that, great. That's fantastic. But I, I don't think they're necessarily going to get that. Let's see what else we've got here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Love Lamar. The acquisition of, of Westbrook severely hurt THT, I believe. I don't know how much it hurt, but I do agree that it hurt. I do agree that it hurt THT. The problem is, the strengths aside, THT and Westbrook have the same weaknesses. Teams defend them in a similar way in terms of not caring about them behind the three-point line, playing them to drive, looking to pick off the passing lanes when they go to pass on a drive, things of, of that nature. Um, their skill sets are, are similar. Again, weaknesses included. And that's a problem. You put them both on the floor at the same time. Well, like if Russ has the ball, the paint is clogged because the other team's not defending THT and they're sagging off of Russ. And the same thing's vice versa. If you were to surround Russ or THT with a bunch of shooters that can space the floor, that both of them probably look better. But to have them on the floor at the same time was very, very difficult to do. Even on paper, you can see that's a that's a challenge. And then we saw that play out, in fact, this year. So I do think it hurt THT to have Russ on the team. How much? I don't know. But we got a good performance out of THT tonight with no Westbrook. It's just one game, though. So I don't want to jump to conclusions and say, oh, THT is great as soon as he's just playing without Russ. That's not been the case all season long. This is one game. Let's see what he does tomorrow. Let's see what he does to close out the season as well. And whether or not, uh, whether or not Russ and the rest of the, the stars come back, they could play tomorrow. We'll see. Matty James encourage Dwight to shoot more threes. If he's open, please. He, yeah, he shoots them when he's open. He does. It's not often that he goes back there and shoots threes, but every once in a while, the shot clock's running out and he's got to shoot it. And he's more than happy to do so. Um, and it's kind of fun. Seeing him knock those in. Timothy Lovas, more starting lineups than wins is sad. Yeah, 40 different starting lineups now. After tonight was another new starting lineup. They have played 80 games. 
they have 40 different starting lineups. That means every other game on average, they are putting out a new starting five. That is, that's absurd. And I'm blown away. I'm amazed that the Nets have actually had more starting lineups than the Lakers this season, but unbelievable, unbelievable that you've had that many different starting lineups. Part of that is injuries, certainly a big part of it. Part of that is coaching too, though. Frank Vogel kind of switching things around, searching, searching for anything that would work for the Lakers this season. It is absolutely ridiculous, though, to have that many different starting lineups in an NBA season. And I mean, you're basically just, I mean, you're, you're giving up in terms of trying to develop consistency. It's not there when you're constantly changing a starting lineup. It's impossible to have consistency. Let's see what else we've got here. We've got Maddie James. I personally would want Hayward due to injury and him being a liability on defense. That's fair. I'd rather get Terry, Oubre, and possibly look at using those guys for trades. Understandable. Understandable if, if you'd rather go Rozier again. I think you can make an argument either direction and make a strong one. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed either way. I would think, by the way, that's my preferred trade if I'm the Lakers. I would much rather do that with the Hornets than go do a, a swap for John Wall with the Rockets. I would much rather do that Hornets trade. I think you're getting pieces that fit better. Um, then you would get if you went and made like the John Wall move. Or I think if the Pacers thing that we've talked about on here, if that actually was real, and again, that was something that we made up as a hypothetical. But if there was some combination of, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Buddy Heald or Miles Turner and Heald or something like that, that might be my preferred trade package. But this Hornets thing isn't far off. And I think the bigger thing is the fact that there's a team already emerging with interest in Russell Westbrook that's a good sign. That's a good sign for the Lakers because they are going to try to trade him this offseason. That's that's happening. And what you don't want to have happen is the Lakers try to trade him and they can't find a deal. You can't find a deal. And then what? Do you wave and stretch him, which Stein said will actually still be on the table? Do you reluctantly bring him back next year? I mean, that's not what you want. You want to find a good trade. The Hornets being another team that's out there, I think that's a positive development for the Lakers. Doesn't mean necessarily that he's going to be able to, to be traded, um, but it's a it's a good thing, I think. That that's uh, that that rumor's already out there. Somebody said, I think we're gonna hear other offers for Westbrook since his contract is expiring. Yeah, absolutely. Look, this is this is if you're the Lakers, this is what you can offer. You can offer cap space in the future with that Russell Westbrook contract. That's really what teams are trading for. If you take on a deal that goes for the next, like Rozier goes for the next four years, if the Hornets have decided, and I don't know that this is where they should be, if they've decided Rozier, eh, he's not the fit that we want. We'd rather have cap room in the summer of 2023. This makes a lot of sense for them then if they've made that decision because the Lakers are absorbing all that salary into the future. So really they're not necessarily trading for Russell Westbrook. They're, they're getting him but they're mostly trading for future cap space. That's a big piece to this. And that's something the Lakers can offer teams. The question is, will teams want to have that enough to give up stuff for, for uh, Russ? And will that stuff be things the Lakers want? That's the question mark. What does the market really look like? So if there's teams out there that are interested in future cap space, talking to the Lakers about Russ might make some sense. Laptop says, I'll donate 500,000 to your channel. If you bet on which seed the Lakers take in 2023, and if you choose correctly, go. Oh, okay, so I have to bet on what seed the Lakers take. I'm going to say they're a six seed. 
Let, let me let me go there. I'll say they're a six seed in 2023, and uh, we'll see. We'll have to bookmark that and see if I'm see if I'm right. Uh, DJ Williams, THT needs to keep playing good down the stretch so we can sell him as high as possible this offseason. LOL. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Definitely doesn't hurt that he plays well in terms of, of trading him. If teams are looking, hopefully teams are watching tonight and they're going, oh, okay, THT, he's got a little something, drop 40 points. It's not going to hurt. I'd, I think most teams will look at the entirety of the season, though, rather than one game. But this this doesn't hurt his trade value. I think this... At least draws some eyeballs there and maybe adds some thought that, hey, he's got something. You just have to figure out a way to unlock it. Love uh, Somebody asked uh, Joseph Jones, can Rozier play off the ball? Yeah, he's been doing it for the Hornets. He's been playing off the ball with LaMelo, having the ball in his hands, and he's done pretty well at it. Love Lamar. Also, Vogel lost my support after benching Austin Reeves. Yeah, I didn't like seeing that happen. And I think Austin Reeves did everything he needed to do to battle back. I thought he was really good last game. I thought he had a solid performance tonight. I don't think he should be out of the rotation the rest of the way. I think he's going to be a big part of the team next year as well. Isham 976 said, I just want to grab another one of these that came in, uh, said in Detroit for work today, listening to sports talk radio about the Pistons. They said Detroit could target Monk because they need a shooting guard and have the cap space to sign him in free agency. Yeah, they absolutely could. The question is, how many, how much are they going to be willing to pay? Now, if they're willing to pay, say, the mid-level exception, and the Lakers only have the taxpayer mid-level because Russ is still on the roster, or they've traded for stuff that's equal in salary to Russell Westbrook, that's a challenge. That's that's going to be tough to overcome. I think if the money's even, Monk is going to stay. But if it's a big gap, like the Lakers are offering $6 million a season, and the Pistons are offering 10, that's pretty tough for Monk, as much as he likes being with the Lakers, to stay. So it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out. I do think the Lakers can give him some advantages. For example, offer a two-year deal for the taxpayer mid-level with the second year being a player option, which essentially the Kendrick Nunn deal. Offer him that so he can hit free agency that much faster uh, and maybe cash in the next year. Maybe wink, wink, hey, next time when you hit free agency, We'll do a long-term deal for you, that sort of thing. But ultimately, if a team comes with a big offer, there's a decent chance the Lakers just won't be able to, to match that. And the Pistons are certainly one of the few teams out there that have cap space this offseason. Oh, some of the comments in here. All right, Dame Blaze. Reggie Miller should have had his mic cut tonight. Oh my, Reggie Miller. We're going to get into that when we get to the master lock. Reggie Miller was tough. And by the way, if you listen to the Lakers Nation live stream of the game, you listen to us over on playback, uh, you got to listen to Sean Davis and myself discuss things during the game. And you didn't have to listen to, to Reggie Miller. So recommend you guys do that for the last couple of games. I'll post the link to that uh, in the last video that I put up. I always post the link in the last video I put up before the game. So in the video Mark Gunnels and I did today about Trevor Ariza uh, getting uh, waived. We put the link in that video. You just click on it. There you go. And you can watch the game right with us. It's a lot of fun. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. Oh, Trevor, would you move AD for Bradley Beal? Is he off the table? I don't think the Wizards are going to trade Bradley Beal. They're going to try to re-sign him. If that's on the table, it's something you'd have to consider. 
But ultimately, I don't think the Wizards are going to go down that path. I think they're going to try to keep him. Somebody said, what's a master lock? Oh, it's Chris, the masterpiece masters, his finishing hold. That's what we take, whatever was the most frustrating thing from the game tonight. And we put it in that finishing hold to try to get rid of it. That's what we're going to be looking at coming up. All right. This game tonight, this was, it was kind of fun in a way. But again, we got to see the kids do some things. And I think we saw more evidence that the Lakers, I think next season, should bring back. You bring back Austin Reeves, of course. I think that's obvious at this point. Stanley Johnson, even Wenyan Gabriel had his had, had his ups and downs, but you bring him back. And then you build from there around LeBron, around AD, figure out what you can do with Russell Westbrook. Then you move forward from there. I think that's what the Lakers need to focus on is continuing to get these guys reps. And that's what you do for the remaining games of the season. Speaking of which, the next man up. There's no 360 award because none of them played. But who gets the next man up? I know we typically don't do these on losses, but let, let's go for it. Who do you think was the best player for the Lakers tonight? THT drops 40, 24 out of Malik Monk with seven boards and four assists. Dwight had 16 and 12, including a three and five offensive boards. Could it be somebody else? Austin Reeves had 12 and three. Chat, let me know. Let me know. Somebody said, what about Carmelo? He was out due to illness, non-COVID illness. That's why he was out this one. Who gets the next man up though? Oh, I see. Seeing a lot of THT. I'm seeing Dwight. A few people saying Dwight. It's basically going back and forth between uh, THT and Dwight right now. That's what I'm seeing. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I think I'm going to go THT. Because how many times does THT drop 40 questions or drop 40 points? Not very often. He's never done it before, right? This is his, his career high. So let's go THT. For next man up in this one, I think that he's got um, he's got some potential moving forward here. If the Lakers wind up keeping him, and I do think he's going to be involved in a lot of trade discussions, but if the Lakers wind up keeping him, I think you saw flashes of what they've seen in him tonight, that he does have that upside still. It's frustrating that we haven't seen him realize that potential this season, especially when the Lakers really needed to win, and they hyped him up so much, so much. I mean, Frank Vogel and Rob Palenka called him their new defensive stopper, right? Said he's going to take on the other team's best offensive player and he's going to defend at a high level and all these things. That was probably going too far, putting too much on a 21-year-old. But he does still have potential. So if the Lakers keep him, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world, but I would expect him to be involved in a lot of trade talks just because they're going to need his salary, frankly, to make any kind of significant move. Maddie James, all the comments we get on this Lakers team and we have to endure as fans is what it comes with the territory of being associated with the Lakers. People are always looking to put down the Lakers. Yeah, look, no matter what happens, if the Lakers are great, it's a story. If the Lakers are terrible, it's a story. That's what happens when you're the Lakers and LeBron James is on your team. 
fans around the NBA that are not Lakers fans, they are going to pile on you. They are going to have all kinds of things to say about how terrible the Lakers are when they're bad. And let's face it, though, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. This is the worst Lakers season ever. This has been the worst relative to expectations and game scripts. This has been a brutal season to watch. And I commend all of you who are still here, still watching. That's not easy. It's not easy to tough it out. You guys are the real ones to get through this. It's been a very difficult season. And so it's not inaccurate to call the Lakers a disaster or a mess or a dumpster fire, whatever you want to say. They deserve it. They've been awful this season. They were expected to be the team coming out of the West into the NBA Finals. That was what they were expected to be this season. They have been nowhere close. They they fell flat on their faces this season. A number of times it was because they just didn't try hard enough in games. We didn't see the effort, the energy, all of that. The roster fit was an issue. Rotations were an issue. The way the team was assembled, all of it. Injuries, all of it came together to create this just mess of a Lakers season. And so if there's criticism out there, it's pretty well-deserved from the Lakers this season. And hopefully they take that criticism. They do a lot better next, next season. Let's see here. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of the comments coming in. Lakers next season will be on an 82-game winning streak. Yes, I would, I would like to see that. I would like to see that. Somebody said, thanks for doing the shows. Oh, well, well appreciate it, guys. Thank you for, for joining me. Joseph Jones, Trevor, why does everybody think trading LeBron is a bad thing for the Lakers organization? How do you feel about the Lakers getting Sam Presti as president of the Lakers? Well, I don't know if Sam Presti is looking to, to leave OKC. Why it's a bad thing is the Lakers would kind of be forced into it, right? Into trading LeBron. That certainly wasn't plan A, right? That's not, that's not how they wanted things to go this season. Not how they wanted things to go with LeBron in LA. Was they placed so poorly that they just say, oh, this is not going to work. Let's trade him away. That, that would be a negative in and of itself. Now, how much you get for him? Could you reset the franchise? Could you find things that are going to help you in the future? There's ways to spin this, certainly. And if you find the right trade, okay, if LeBron wants out, I think it's going to take LeBron wanting out in order to trade him. But if LeBron wants out, then maybe you could spin this in a way that would, that would make sense for the Lakers. But again, ultimately... Was this the way they wanted things to go? That now here we are talking about LeBron trades and Anthony Davis trades? No, they wanted to be great this season, to have a fantastic year, to contend for a championship, maybe bring home Banner 18. And then we're talking about what are the Lakers going to do next year with LeBron and 80? What's this? What, what are they going to do? Russ, man, that worked great. Man, this, this trio is going to be tough next year too. That's what they wanted the story to be. So if you give in on that and you trade away LeBron, that's just kind of admitting because you're probably not going to trade LeBron and get better for next year. That's admitting that, hey, we really blew it. And the only way out of this is for us to say, okay, we're taking a step back for a while and really rebuild. So that angle of it, I think, is why it would be a negative for the Lakers. It would just be confirming that, hey, yeah, it's not happening anytime soon with, with LeBron and the Lakers and this is done and let's move on, which is tough. That's a tough pill to swallow for sure.
Carol Zarbano, Vogel got us a championship two year, years ago. I don't blame him entirely. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think I don't think that you can blame Vogel entirely. Vogel did win a championship when he had a team that very much suited his skill set as a coach. This team did not at all suit his skill set. I mean, Rob Palenka just threw his hands up and said, uh, and said, well, we've got a really good defensive coach. He'll figure it out when asked about why they added so many guys who weren't really defense first players. Uh, that said, I think some of the blame certainly falls on Frank Vogel. Some of it does. Some of the blame falls on LeBron, on AD, on clutch sports, on the players, on injuries, on the front office. And there's lots of places to place blame. Is it all on Frank Vogel? No, no, I don't think, I don't think if you trade out Frank Vogel and you've got a different coach, everything changes and the Lakers are contending for a championship right now. Could some things have improved? Sure. I think Frank Vogel, the, the most appropriate criticism I have of Frank Vogel this season is I don't think he took what he was given and improved upon it. He didn't create a team that was better than the sum of its parts. He didn't find a way to take a roster that didn't really fit and figure out a way for them to perform above what you would expect them to do, to do based on fit. Once we kind of saw who they really were, he wasn't able to really improve upon that. And so that, I think, is the biggest criticism uh, of Frank Vogel. And I think that's fair. But to say all of this is on him and if they just had a different coach, things would have been different. Things would have been completely different. I don't think that's accurate. See what else we've got here. What can we get for Russ and THT? So then you're talking about packaging up. What would that be? 47 million plus you've got what? 10 or 11 or so next year. So you're looking at almost 57, 58 million in salaries going out. That's a lot. That's a lot. You can absorb a lot. Value wise, are you going to get much? Probably not. Most teams would probably look at THT maybe as a neutral value, maybe slightly positive, maybe slightly negative, depending on the team. Russ probably not being looked at as a positive value. Maybe neutral if it's a team looking for cap space. Maybe, maybe. And that's that's me kind of hoping. So I don't think you're getting a lot in terms of value, but in terms of salary coming back, there's going to be a lot of pieces that you'd be getting back in a trade like that. Um, again, are you going to get a star back? Probably not. But can you get a few pieces, a few role players that maybe fit better than Russ does with LeBron and AD, maybe you can do that. And that might make sense for the Lakers. That might make sense. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Should LeBron go after the scoring title? Julian Harris says this. Yeah, so LeBron has an opportunity here. He would have to play in the final two games of the season. That's the He doesn't qualify for the scoring title unless he plays in the final two games. So he has to play tomorrow against OKC would have to play again on Sunday against Denver in order to qualify. And then he would need to go on a bit of a scoring run. Let me double check here while I'm at it and see exactly where it's at. He was slightly behind Joel Embiid uh, last I looked. I believe that was yesterday. So let me check and see where we're at right now in terms of in terms of stats. But LeBron, if he wants to go for it, 
I don't have a problem with it. All right, so Joel Embiid's at 30.4 points per game. LeBron is at 30.3. LeBron has to appear in two more games in order to officially qualify. So he has to play in the final two games. If he wants to do that, that's fine. If he wants to do it, I don't have a problem with it. I, My sense is he doesn't care that much about it, and so I don't think he actually will. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he played tomorrow and then didn't play the final game of the season just to kind of give like a send-off for the fans. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, but I think LeBron, if he decides he wants the scoring title, go for it. What's it going to hurt? It doesn't hurt anything. And even then, even people say, oh, LeBron's just chasing stats. LeBron had the score. I believe it was an average. In the, Lake, the Lakers have won four times since the All-Star break. In those four games, LeBron averaged, I want to say it's 46 points. It's something ridiculous like that. The only way the Lakers were winning was LeBron going nuclear. So you can't say, oh, LeBron's just chasing his own stats. He needed to do that in order to get wins for the Lakers. So again, if he comes back and plays and he goes crazy scoring, I don't have a problem with it. That's fine. That's fine. And if he says, I don't really care about it, I'm just going to sit on the bench. Okay, play the, play the young guys more. I'm good either way. Man of Kapoor said Russ declines his option and agrees to three years for 60. That's the better scenario for the team going forward. It could be because then you've got Russ on an average cost of $20 million per season. I think that's more palatable for teams to take on than, oh my gosh, we're going to pay Russ $47 million this season. But pushing that out over three years, that doesn't feel great, especially when Russ has just struggled with, with the Lakers this season. Uh, again, he turned it on a bit down the stretch here, got going. But still, that's if that made him tradable, sure, uh, you wouldn't be able to trade him until the trade deadline because that would actually be a new contract and not just picking up a player option. So you wouldn't be able to trade him. I'm sorry, until December 15th, you wouldn't be able to trade him until. So he'd start the, t the season on the team next year, and then you could try to find a move for him midseason. But would that make him less desirable for teams if he has extra years on his deal or more? I think it would depend on the team. Um, We'll see. It's it's an option. Would Russ take it? Ultimately, for Russ, it would be a math question. It would be a math question. The question would be, what am I going to make after this next year? If he believes he's getting $10 million plus each season after this one, then it doesn't make any sense because he would get $47 million this season. He would get another 10 the following season. That would put him to 57. Another 10 would put him to 67. However, if he feels like he's going to be a veteran minimum guy or something, 47 plus two and change plus two and plus two and change again. You're like 52 million over the next three seasons in total. Do a deal like what we're talking about here. 60 over three years. You're getting more money, right? So it all depends on what Russ thinks his value is going to be out on the market. I have a feeling he would probably think he's going to get a decent amount. So he might not even be open to doing three years for 60. We'll see. We'll see. And I don't, I don't think that's really going to be option Option one for the Lakers. Ricardo G, how is the quality with the super chat? Thank you. How is the quality of the potential free agent class of 2023? Will that impact the Russ trade? I haven't looked ahead a lot to the, I haven't looked ahead to the, uh, the free agent class of 2023 a lot just yet. It will matter though. It's going to matter as the Lakers are looking forward because right now they're set up to have a ton of cap space in 2023. Now that could very well change this summer. They could change that by a lot. They could extend. Le LeBron could sign an extension and eat in to that 2023 cap space. 
They could sign players. They could make a trade that involves players that go past that time. So that cap space right now, though, is certainly sitting there. So that's going to matter. Will that impact a Russ trade? It might. If the Lakers... So if LeBron goes to the Lakers and says, I'm out, not sign an extension, I prefer to get traded. Okay, let's say we go down that path. That's where suddenly that 2023 cap space becomes more of a, well, we'll use that if we have to, to preserve that at all costs. Because you want that spending power that summer to go out there and completely re-energize your franchise. And so if that's the case and you're trying to trade Russ, you're only going to want to take back expiring contracts which means you're probably not going to trade Russ. You probably just bring him back, do what you can, and see if you can rehab his value a little bit. You trade LeBron, maybe you trade AD, and then you see what you can do in 2023 with cap space. But again, that's not. I'm not expecting that to happen. We're talking nuclear option. LeBron goes to the Lakers and says, I'm out. That's where you start going that, that way, that direction. Let's see what else we've got here. Christian Lucas, love that since the season is technically over, the chat is peaceful. This game, this game did have a little bit of, it was not as nerve wracking because we're not thinking, oh my gosh, the Lakers have to win in order to get into the play in or they can't lose that this is a must win game. I'm going to miss it. Of course, I miss having that kind of pressure on and miss seeing the team compete and, and all of that. But but it was kind of nice to just sit back. And if they lose, they lose, whatever, and uh, and kind of enjoy the game. And the chat, I think, is reflecting that right now because we are seeing a little bit less people who are who are upset <laughs> at this moment based on the game. Oh, Mamba Mentality. This is Luol Deng's last year. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely true. July 1st, Luol Deng will officially be off the Lakers' books. Do the Lakers really want to... Um, do the Lakers really want to wave and stretch Russ? As soon as you get Luol Deng's money off the books, you're going to put like maybe 15-ish million, somewhere in that range, could be 13 to 16 million dead money on your books for the next three years. That's a tough pill to swallow. That's that's not easy. Um, so I don't know, but Luol Deng's money will be off the books as of July 1st. We'll celebrate a little bit. It's, I guess, something to look forward to. Let's see what else we've got here. Aaron MC with a super chat. Thank you. Said, do you think it's time to trade AD? We can get some good pieces for him. LeBron needs better guards with him. So AD addressed the trade rumors today. Uh, said that, or at least the trade talk, said it's out of his control. It just gave a very standard veteran answer. It's out of my control. Uh, this is a clutch sports bridge Paul thing. My agent handles that. I'm not going to worry about it. He said he likes being in LA. Uh, I think it's going to be something to, to consider. I don't think it's the first choice for the Lakers. I don't think it, I think first choice for the Lakers is hopefully you get better injury luck with AD next year. I think AD is looking at this. He said this a few times now that the injuries that he suffered were unavoidable things. They were, they were uncontrollable was the word he used. It wasn't a situation where he's just jogging down the floor and turns his ankle or something like that. He landed on a guy's foot. And a guy fell into his into his knees like that. There wasn't really anything he could do in that situation. It's just kind of a fluke thing. 
So I think the the first option for the Lakers is you bring back LeBron, you bring back AD, find a trade for us that brings back some pieces that fit better, and then off you go, and you try to build a team out from there. That, I think, is the option the Lakers would like to would like to choose. If LeBron says he's leaving, then all bets are off. If LeBron says, I'm leaving, I'm not signing an extension in August, okay, then you start to look at, do we need to trade AD? Because that's where you start to question, when LeBron leaves, is AD truly our 1A guy? And if not, then what are we doing? If, the, if that answer is no, why do we should we hang on to him? Or should we just say, all right, let's move forward. We'll look to the future. Let's try to rebuild this. And we're going to get future assets and things like that. Again, though, I think it would take LeBron going to the Lakers and saying, I'm done for AD to get onto the trade block. Who knows? Maybe somebody comes along and gives them an offer they can't refuse. But like AD said in his interview with Dave McMenamin today, he said, look, if that's something the Lakers are really looking at, then he expects they'll they'll have some conversations. The Lakers will talk to him. That's the relationship they've had. They've had open communication. So he doesn't know exactly what they're going to do. And apparently he hasn't heard, or at least what he said, said he hasn't heard anything about that. And he expects that if that does become a thing, he will start to hear about it. My guess is this. Most likely, AD and LeBron are Lakers next season. That's what I think is going to happen. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's do a few more. A few more before we call it a night. Actually, let's get into the Master Lock. Let's get into that. Master Lock of the Night. Master Lock of the Night. Gotta go to Reggie Miller. Said that the, the luster is coming off of the Lakers this season has diminished them and that the Lakers are on the verge of being the Knicks. Now, some people said, well, he's talking about defensively in terms of the slide there. Sure. I don't think the Lakers are, are quite in, in Knicks territory. The Knicks have been bad for a long, long time. Finally broke a, a playoff drought last year and then they slid right back. Lakers just won a championship. What, a year and a half ago, they won a championship. Um, so I don't think the Lakers are in Knicks territory or anything like that. I thought that was a major reach by Reggie Miller. But again, it is Reggie Miller. But hey, Reggie, there you go. Master lock. Enjoy that. That's who I'm putting in my master lock. Chat, let me know if somebody else. Oh, somebody said master lock Trevor for insinuating that they could they would stretch Russ's salary. I mean, Mark Stein reported it today. The Lakers haven't taken that off the table. I don't think it's what they should do, but... If they really can't find a trade, maybe they consider it. The benefit to it is you would probably open up enough space to give, say, Malik Monk or somebody, could maybe go find a wing or something like that, your full mid-level, open up the biannual exception to use as well. You can free up some spending power. But ultimately, that's pretty painful to have that kind of dead money on the book. So I don't think it's the right move to make, but the Lakers apparently aren't taking that off the table. Mr. Easley with a super chat. Thank you. The league has gotten better all around. Do you think our window has closed with so many teams on the rise now? I'm not going to say it's totally closed. What I'll say is that the Lakers have to bat a thousand this season to, 
Major League Baseball at opening day today. So let's go there. The Lakers have to have a mistake-free offseason because they have to undo the damage of last offseason and build up a new roster, whether that's around LeBron, AD, whatever it looks like. They have to get everything right if they're going to get back to contending. That's the position that they're in right now. They've got to get it all right. They got so many things wrong last offseason that they just they have no margin for error. So that's what I see. I'm not going to say the window is closed, but what they do this last this offseason, it has to work. It all has to work. Otherwise, then we are really looking at a situation where the window is closed. LeBron's 38, 39. What happens then? Yeah, that this is, I think, their last chance here to really make a run. And if they're going to do it, everything has to go right this offseason. All right, guys. Trevor Walton said, uh, the exactly what I've been saying, they don't have the financial flexibility to build a great team around LeBron and AD, especially with Russ on the books. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's going to be very difficult. Rob Palenka has his work cut out for him. He apparently, according to a recent report, he has another year to fix this. He's got another season to fix this. We'll see what happens after that, and let's see if Rob can do it this summer. All right, everybody. I appreciate all of you joining us tonight. Again, the Lakers do fall to the Warriors, but we saw some good things from some of the young players, and we got some positive developments today on the trade front for Russell Westbrook. We heard a little bit more about the coaching search and things like that. That's something we're going to be getting into. Going to be a very busy offseason, so make sure you are subscribed to the uh, Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell, and also don't forget to follow the LakersNation.com podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for joining me. See ya and stay safe.